Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm obsessed with costume drama. So is my mom, Gloria. Hello. And my sister, Sarah. Yep, me too. We live worlds apart, which is really hard. But one way for us to stay connected is through what we're watching. Pride and Prejudice with a glass of wine and some chocolate. Nice, Mom. Every season of Downton Abbey. Those costumes. Well, anything period drama. We'll be watching the latest shows and talking through the good, the bad, and the ugly of our favorite genre. And we want you to join us too. From our couch to yours, we are the Lady Foxes. Join us now for Belgravia, season one, episode four. off all my phones. Okay. All your phones? <laughs> from Command Central? I have a cluttered desk and I didn't clutter it. Guess who did? You need Marie Kondo to come in and help dad. You bet I do. I can see the version of that where mom, you touch dad stuff and asks yourself if it inspires joy. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear your recap, Sarah, because I think this was my favorite episode so far. Doesn't Loved it, it keep getting better? John and his father, Stephen, are going through the dark alleys of London. They're going to see someone who can provide a loan to cover Stephen's debt. Did you guys think what I thought was, please God, don't let him be Jewish? Yes, but his name is Tomaszewski, so I assume he's Russian. Tomaszewski is the name of one of the most famous actors in the Yiddish theater in New York. He's the grandfather, Tomaszewski, of Michael Tilson Thomas. Oh, Mom, I don't know who that is. I know that. Oh, he, <laughs> <laughs> big reveal. Who is that? Conductor of the San Francisco Symphony. Very, Mom, very famous. You know conductor. everything. She it's does so know cool. everything. She's so smart. <laughs> Did you find it funny how Tomaszewski actually kind of shames Stephen? You forget to whom you are speaking. I am speaking to a broken down old bankrupt who is addicted to a habit which he cannot afford. We see Anne stopping by Lady Brockenhurst. Lady Mariah is sitting with Lady Brockenhurst and they concoct this plan to stop by Charles Pope's office. Then let us go together. Really? But it might be better if it's a sudden impulse to go rather than a long-held plan. Then Alice decides to go and invent a story about Anne leaving a fan in order to meet Lady Brockenhurst's maid. And the lady's maid was really willing to divulge all of these secrets because she's so proud of her position. Lady Brockenhurst, Anne, and Mariah are all going to visit Charles Pope's office. Lady Brockenhurst very subtly mentions she's heard through her staff that Ellis came to look for a lost fan. You see the wheels in Anne's head turning that maybe Ellis is doing some secret things behind her back. Just as they are arriving at Charles Pope's office and they start talking about cotton again, John busts in. And you can tell that they all feel uncomfortable. John. Greetings, oh light of my life. What are you doing here, John? Well, I called him my uncle and he told me where you'd gone and well, I was curious to see Mr. Pope again. John is asking Susan to spy on the Trenchards at their country estate. And when we're at the country estate, there's another awkward Trenchard dinner. Oliver basically goes nuts and accuses his father of favoring Charles Pope. Around the same time, Mariah and Charles Pope have finally confessed their love 
for one another. One of the best scenes, Stephen is delivering a sermon. Everything he is saying is almost the antithesis of how he behaves. And at the close of the service, Peregrine ends up giving his brother Stephen some money to cover the debt. And towards the end of this episode, we learn that Susan is pregnant, which is no surprise because someone predicted this last time. (laughs) But I can't be. I'm not able to be. Can you get Mr. Oliver to do the business? If so, I shouldn't waste any time. John, in order to pay Ellis and Turton for the dirt on the trenchards, he steals his poor mother's only remaining possession, which was silver she put in a suitcase, and that is a wrap. In terms of chemistry between Mariah and Charles, are you guys buying into their love story? I don't know how to answer that. I obviously not immediately or I would have just said yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean I hesitated too because I don't really have a handle on Charles. He seems like such a puppy. Mariah is feisty and romantic and she wants to explore the world. I like her. I have a lot of sympathy for her. I don't know if Charles is the man for her. He seems like an awfully spongy character and maybe it's because his important is seen through everyone's eyes. It's not so much that he's a substantial character, it's the idea of him. The only insight we have into him as like a robust man of full autonomy with his own feelings and his own drive was when he was talking to Mariah about the cotton trade and then India and riding elephants. And there was a nice exchange between Lady Brockenhurst and Anne where they both acknowledged that these two have a thing or a lot in common. Why would Lady Brockenhurst have any interest in supporting Mariah's interest in Charles Pope? I think that she likes Mariah. She said that several times, that she's turned out to be a really nice young woman. She doesn't like John, that's for sure. Well, you know who does like John is Susan. How in the world is this going to play out? That's going to be the key to the rest of the series, don't you think? I feel like Sarah gets a point for saying that Susan gets pregnant. Mom gets a point for saying that Spirit from Belfast. Did you notice that she told Susan to get her husband into bed sooner rather than later? And also, what an intimate thing that your lady's maid knows your cycles better than you and has to prepare for them. Well, wasn't there another comment when they went to the country estate of the Trenchards and they were getting out of the carriage? A couple of the men were talking about having to dress themselves and like which staff was going to be there and they've had to put their own clothes on for, ah, dad his phone. (laughs) Sorry about that. Are there any nerd Easter eggs? But remember we were talking about what is a thousand pounds? Turns out a thousand pounds in today's money is $130,000. And just to lose that in one gambling game, he must have lost millions of dollars in the past. Well, question, do you feel Stephen used the money his brother gave him to pay off a portion of that debt? Or do you get the feeling he is just going to gamble that away as well? When John asked him if his uncle gave him the money, he didn't answer. Oh, he said a friend did. But he wants it back. Yes. So I don't know what he did with his brother's money. 
I feel terrible for his wife. You know, it occurred to me when John was having dinner with his mama and they were sitting there. She was asking him if he knew anything. You know, she was trying to open up and saying, I don't know what to do. It reminded me of the conversation Mariah's mom had with her, where she's saying, please marry this guy because it's a way for you to take care of me. Both of them in different ways are really dependent on their children. So guys, predictions. I think that Mariah's mother is going to make a formal announcement of the engagement. You're smart. That's what she's going to do. I predict that Susan is going to convince Oliver that the baby is his. We keep on seeing Anne in gardens. I hope that's planting and payoff, no pun intended. There's going to be something about her finding her voice or doing something about gardens. But let's what does hope. that mean? There must be like in a garden thing that's going to be essential to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a compelling reason to want to watch the next episode. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Guys, love you very much. This is so fun. Oh, it, it was, was fun. so much fun doing this. Join us next time for episode five of Belgravia. Until then, you can find us online. Ask a question, leave a comment on Instagram and Twitter at the Lady Foxes. Thank you.